Hello and welcome to Future You, the podcast brought to you by graduate careers experts Prospects. I'm your host, Emily Slade, and in this episode, we take a look at an online distance learning program that brings the latest neuroscience findings of trauma and adversity to the forefront, shining a light on what working with children and young people who have experienced adversity can look like across the globe. Hello, my name's Jodie Rawlings. I'm the clinical co-director for the CAPNIT programme. I'm a clinical psychologist by training and still work uh, part-time within the NHS for half my week and spend the rest of the time um, leading on the CAPNIT programme alongside Vanessa to try and embed clinical practice within the work that we do. And hello, so yes, I'm Vanessa Putz. I'm an associate professor here at University College London and um, this is my 11th year at UCL. I started out as a researcher and um, now I'm running this program together with Jody as the academic um, lead, co-lead. So I look after the neuroscientific uh, content and I also co-run another uh, research masters um, at the centre. We're here today to share a little bit about our exciting and still fairly new and fresh programme, the Postgraduate Diploma in Child and Adolescent Psychology and Neuroscience in Practice, um, to share a little bit about how the course is structured, what the content is, the decisions we've made in uh, designing the course and how it's been in our first year of implementation. Perfect. So would you like to begin by just sort of summing up the programme? So the postgraduate diploma in child and adolescent psychology and neuroscience in practice is a distance learning programme. So it's uh, completed entirely online. Everything is remote. Um, But importantly, when we were designing it, we were thinking about a cohort based online learning experience. We've all learned a lot about what online learning uh, can look like uh, as a result of the pandemic and what can be great about that and what can be challenging about that. And we wanted to create something that held on to all the benefits of distance learning around flexibility, accessibility, um, the kind of capacity to reach uh, so much of a broader audience than we can do when we're in person. And at the same time, hold on to some of those great bits about being face to face and connected within a learning environment. So connecting our cohort to one another with lots of networking opportunities. The course has five fascinating modules at the moment and to complete the course, uh, people need to finish four of those modules and some people can do that full time within the space of one year or part time over two years. Our modules cover a range of topics, um, a really exciting range of topics, but all really focused on what the most up-to-date expertise on psychology and neuroscience with respect to children and adolescents is. Um, And we have a particular interest and expertise within the programme itself around children who've experienced trauma and adversity, um, how that might impact their development, their well-being, their neurology, their neuroscience and their behaviour and what settings and services working with children and young people might be able to do to support them. And that's a real focus within the programme itself. Yeah, amazing. Why has it been developed in this way? What, like, is there something special about it that's that's cutting edge or are you using, you said you're using the most up-to-date information. So why has this programme specifically been developed? So a couple of years ago, I mentioned that I have a research background. I used to work on a, on a longitudinal study here at UCL that was um, looking at how young people who've experienced really severe adversity and trauma 
how you know their brains process uh, you know memory differently and you know um, how they process social rejection slightly differently and so we had this uh, major research study and really incredible findings but you know after several years it kind of dawned to me uh, that the general public uh, has not really heard much about what we've been doing and so I set out to develop an online course on the topic of childhood maltreatment, childhood adversity, childhood trauma um, on FutureLearn. And FutureLearn is an online learning platform. And uh, we put the course on there really geared at a general public, trying to translate the research findings that we had uh, received and we had, you know, investigated in the lab, trying to translate these into, you know, or for the general public. And the resonance for this course was truly overwhelming. There's, I think, close to 40,000 people who've done this course by now. And um, the feedback was really, yeah, we, we see uh, children who have experienced trauma every day in our professional practices, such as teachers, social workers. But uh, we often don't feel particularly well equipped to understand really what's going on and how to best support these young people and their families. And so um, this course that we development that we put out there was really limited to our own research findings and it was really um you know a, a short a short six week uh, deep dive into some of the things that we thought were important but it was really clear over um the time that we did this that yeah there was a great need for professionals working with young people frontline such as social workers you know mental health nurses you know people in all kinds of different professions who are in contact with young people but there's a need to understand more about trauma-informed practice and about uh, the consequences of childhood trauma and adversity and so we developed this uh, course um, the postgraduate diploma catnip and you know given the the nature of of the work that a lot of these uh, professionals are in and you know how busy it is it is uh, it was kind of a, a no-brainer that this should be online to accommodate the flexibility and um, you know the, the responsibilities that learners have outside of studying with us yeah absolutely so when you talk about those working closely with young people social workers teachers is that who this course is aimed at or is it anyone that has an interest in the subject? Do you need any undergraduate qualifications to get to this point? Or could anyone hop on and, and undertake it for the year for their own benefit? We've got uh, a real range of people who've come to join us on the course, which is exactly what we'd hoped for. So we've been delighted to see it in this first year and beginning to get a sense of that for our second cohort coming through for starting in September 24. Um, what we ask for in terms of our entry requirements is an undergraduate degree with an understanding that some people won't have had um, the same educational experiences or may have been at different points in their journey when they were undertaking those educational experiences. So um, we have had experiences of being more flexible around that where it's needed to be or has been appropriate to be, um, particularly where people have got really long standing um, experience with children and young people that they can use to build some of these ideas, theories and practices on top of. Um, we have people from a real range of backgrounds, so um, lots of our students come from an educational background, teaching, teaching assistants, um, school support staff, 
early years staff working with um, infants and young children um, in education and care settings. We've got a couple of people who are from kind of further into higher education backgrounds. We're really um, applicable, I think, to the work of social care professionals and people working within social justice roles, um, social care, youth justice, um, youth offending. Um, and then we have people who are applying it to their own uh, journeys and moving forward with it for new career opportunities um, who are maybe newer to the world of psychology or working with children and young people, but really want a thorough grounding in what these principles might be and how they're applicable to a wide range of kind of career opportunities and forms of specialism. Yeah, absolutely. So, so if you don't have an undergraduate degree, you shouldn't be put off. Is it still worth reaching out and seeing if this could be for you? Absolutely. We have um, a great support team around us, as well as all the support from the university, um, so from UCL itself, to help us understand what we need from people to be able to be sure that they can meet the academic um, rigour, because it is an academically rigorous course. It's a testing course. It's a challenging course. We cover a lot of ground very quickly. Um, but where we can um, ensure that those things are possible, we're always willing to do what we can to make sure that this is a course that is accessible to as many people as it can be, because um, both Vanessa and I and our wider course team as well have real faith that this is a useful, valuable, applicable um, piece of training that people can bring into their working lives to the benefit of children and young people, which is at the end of the day why so many of us are here. So once you're on the course, what opportunities does it offer? so many opportunities it's hard to know where to start so there's opportunities for learning and we've tried to structure that learning such that there's something for everyone at every point so we've really scaffolded the learning and um, if it's an area that people know a bit about already then we've got resources additional readings additional opportunities to apply it that can stretch that learning forward if it's some an area that's completely new to people there's introductory readings introductory podcasts to help people kind of get into the headspace and be ready to learn and dive into a subject in depth. There's opportunities to learn from leaders in the field. We've got such an exciting range of academics that we can access through the university itself, but also through wider networks. Vanessa's um, experience in this field in terms of research, clinically applicable research, and um, other academics who are working in the area. My experience is in the kind of clinical field. So we're trying to really blend in the voices of people who understand this stuff and use this stuff day by day, whether that's in their research roles or within their clinical roles, as well as we're both really passionate about making sure that the voices of children and young people and adults who were once children and young people are core and central to this course. So learning from experts through their own experience and their voices be, being through the course is an absolute core to it. So I think there's a real opportunity to learn from experts by experience, experts by research and academic practice and experts from clinical practice. Also, fundamentally, and I think most importantly, and the thing that certainly brings me most joy within this role is the opportunity to connect with professionals from across the globe, from a range of professional backgrounds, all who are deeply committed to the well-being of children and young people and learn together and apply things together and find bits where it feels like it doesn't fit, find bits where you think, brilliant, I can really use this next week and together find a way to engage with, apply and 
deeply understand the learning that you're going through from these fantastic lectures that you're having week by week. I will say as well, there's opportunities to stretch yourself in different ways. We know that some people on our course have been out of academic learning for a little while and the opportunities, uh, that I'm not sure if people see it as such, but the potential opportunities of assignments and um, essay writing to begin to get back into those ways of thinking and learning and sharing your knowledge. We've really worked hard to make sure that the assignment opportunities within this course are varied and interesting and applicable to daily practice. So there's opportunities to write policy documents or blog posts around the things that you're learning that you can potentially bring back into workplaces and use within your your own kind of professional lives, as well as being applicable to the assignments for the course and for qualification. And around that, in terms of opportunities, not just in the course itself, but we've been really thoughtful about having a distance learning format and the opportunities within the course itself and within the university and um, for people to really feel like students and connected into something bigger than just the CAPNIP programme. So people have opportunities to access careers counselling, uh, student support and wellbeing, academic writing input and support through the UCL opportunities there, all of which is absolutely accessible to people who are learning at a distance. Do you have moments throughout the year or across the two years if you're doing it part-time where your cohort comes together sort of a, a get together at on campus as it were or is it entirely do it all from home it's we've tried really hard to make sure that the course itself is completely accessible enjoyable you get the full experience at distance so we build in in terms of opportunities to connect there are weekly seminars for each module um, of 90 minutes where you're connecting together with your peers around the world those are scheduled at appropriate times for different time zones and different working patterns that people are always able to access them to connect with your colleagues and fellow students and our amazing module leaders who can really help to embed and apply the learning so those are opportunities to kind of come together and to form this cohort-based learning but we're really clear from the beginning that people are students of the university. They are connected to the Anna Freud Centre itself. Um, so if people do find themselves in London, they are very welcome to come along and enjoy the facilities that that offers. The same goes for we've been beginning to think about the graduations of our very first cohort, particularly those people who are full time, who will be able to come and join the in-person graduation. But we'll also make sure that we have a virtual distance learning celebration of their learning to really mark that that's the format that we've been doing it in and that's the format that we've connected with each other and made these kind of long-standing and important learning relationships together. Yeah, brilliant. So what is the thing that excites you the most about this programme? So I think Jodie and I have been thinking about this uh, quite a lot because I think for the two of us having, you know, made this programme really from scratch, I think we've, we were very excited about a lot of aspects. But um, one of the most ex exciting ones for us is clearly the novelty um, of the, the topic. The, the fact that, you know, we make it so explicit that trauma-informed practice is, you know, should be key to anyone so working with young people and their families. The way that we really bring the neuroscience, the very latest neuroscience findings about trauma and adversity really to the forefront and make it accessible and try and make sure that people... Uh, see the value in this type of research and the evidence evidence base in order to apply it to their professional um, work. So that clearly is, I mean, both of us are really passionate about understanding childhood adversity and the support that we could give. But um, I think also the fact that we've just developed it to people who are absolutely pioneering new interventions, who are pioneering new views, new perspectives 
on uh, childhood adversity and childhood trauma. And um, that really includes also um, understanding, you know, forms of racism as a form of uh, adversity and trauma that really understands uh, also homophobia as an adverse life event. So it's it's really we're trying to to really get as many different views and perspectives uh, into this to really make sure that um, yeah we we really we're really covering topics that are relevant in the year 2024 and um, yeah it has a very global outlook and that's something that we've worked really quite hard on you know talking to uh, professionals working with communities for example in South Africa and uh, making sure that we're not just talking about a UK context but uh, really shining a light on uh, what 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 working with young people who have experienced adversity could look like around the globe you know also with light to topics such as bereavement or war and conflict you know how contemporary the program feels the other thing i think is really um important to say jody has really 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 made sure that lived experience so that uh, young people and adults who have lived experience in terms of trauma and uh, adversity are being heard. You know, almost every week or every second week, we have someone talk about what it's actually like, rather than just uh, having academics illuminating it from a research perspective or from a clinical perspective. And I think this is really what makes us quite strong at the Anna Freud Center, the focus on multiple perspectives. So for example, we're looking at every single phase in childhood and different psychopathologies. From a neuroscientific perspective, we look at it from a systemic family perspective. We look at it from a cognitive perspective. Psychoanalytic approaches you know, are really relevant to our teaching. So this is something that a lot of students will not be used to. Often you attach yourself to an organization and you will be kind of goaded um, into a certain you know theoretical framework whereas we do the exact opposite we kind of say you know all of these things are here and what is it you know what is it in each of these perspectives what are the key concepts from each of these perspectives that could be useful to your type of work and I mean on the on the flip side of that it means also that the diversity of our students that we talked about earlier and um, from coming from different backgrounds that that also delivers so many perspectives that we just think that that's truly enriching for the program i mean lastly and i think this is probably something that we're very very proud of is that research and clinical practice really go hand in hand on the program so we have experts who are either working clinically in the uh, in the in the rest where they're not on catnip but yeah who are working clinically directly like jody with young people or uh, researchers who you know have their their own research programs so you really hear it think the right word to say in english is from the horse's mouth so people really um, walk walk the talk and that's really quite uh, unique on our program oh that's fantastic it sounds amazing where can people go for more information so we recommend that people first and foremost have a look at the ucl postgraduate website or on the anna freud uh, website as well so our program you just google pg dip postgraduate diploma pg dip capnip uh, plus ucl or plus anna freud and you should find our information pages which really tells you everything about what this course was going to give you, who the course is for. Jody and I, we added a little video about the two of us uh, really explaining a bit more about the different modules. So all of this you can find on the website. And the other alternative is to email uh, us on the program. Our administrator is to be found under the email address capnip.admin at anafreud.org. So worth mentioning that uh, the tentative deadline for applications is going to be end of June. 
can you tell us a bit about the accessibility of this course? I know we've briefly touched on it, but let's just dive a little bit deeper. It's a really accessible course. It's been core to us in the way that we've designed the programme and the way that we think the programme is going to be most effective to ensure that it is absolutely accessible on a number of fronts. Part of that is around the global accessibility. So we think about time zones when we're planning out seminars and peer groups and uh, networking events. We ensure that the rest of the learning is accessible at different time points. So our lectures are uploaded onto the online learning platform for people to watch as suits them. We also make sure that things can be downloaded as podcasts or transcripts can be downloaded, not just for people's flexibility, but also for accessibility, that people can digest this programme in a way that fits with their own learning needs. We are able to adjust the programme itself according to people's individual access needs with support from our colleagues in student, student support and wellbeing, who can um, help people to understand what their learning needs might be and to let us as a programme know about how those can be met. And it's absolutely vital for us ethically and in the practice that we do to make sure that we are working in ways that fit those needs and in line with those briefs. We also think about the programme being accessible to people who are working. As we've talked about, our programme is designed for people who generally are in some way working or in practice with children and young people in a range of different fields in a range of different ways. But as part of that, we recognise that people are likely to be spending at least part of their day in paid employment. So we're making sure again to make any meetings, times of connection at appropriate times for people who might be working uh, in shifts or working uh, nine to five roles in various places across the globe. So one thing that Jodie and I are quite excited about is the global reach of the programme. And well, in our current cohort, we have students from India, we have students from China, we have students from really all around the world. And the unique perspective that that brings into the programme is something that we're really quite excited about and also really proud. And we feel that this is advancing the study of adversity quite significantly for our students. Just to add to that as well, I think we've really built that into the way that the pedagogy of the programme is structured. So we talked a little bit about how we're taking kind of critical approaches towards race and decolonisation and homophobia or class or all these kind of really important global social powers and factors. And we're using points where we come together as a cohort to really reflect on those, to be able to acknowledge areas of difference, to be able to talk safely and securely as a cohort about some of these things, some of the things that our countries, our cultures, our working environments, our professional qualifications might mean we see differently and making it a a secure learning environment to be able to move towards some of those differences with a reflectivity, a sense of mutual respect and mutual learning and engagement, which I think is a real strength of the programme and has been a really beautiful thing to watch as people have gone through it. So, yeah, for those um, who are currently listening and who would like to know a little bit more, aside from the web pages and the possibility to contact us directly via email, we do also run several information and taster sessions. One is going to be on the 5th of March 2024 from 6 to 7 UK time. We will have an information session, which is going to be virtual, obviously. And um, we're going to talk about what the PG Dip is like. It's an opportunity to get to know us and ask us questions. On the 16th of April, 
from 12.30 to 1.30 UK time, we will have a bit of a taster session where uh, we're going to talk about how to transform practice. And we're going to examine how high quality neuroscientific research evidence could be leveraged in your uh, professional practice to inform clinical work or any other type of work with children, adolescents and their families. And both of these uh, virtual webinars can be found on our UCL information webpage. Perfect. That's all fantastic. Thank you so, so much for your time today. Thank you. Thank you, Emily. Thank you once again to Vanessa and Jody for their time. If you want to find out more about the Child and Adolescent Psychology and Neuroscience in Practice Postgraduate Diploma, you can click the links in the description. Make sure you give us a follow wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at podcast at prospects.ac.uk or find us on Instagram and TikTok. All the links are in the description. Thanks very much for listening and we'll see you next time.